0: Would you like to give a shout out to your dad for my new show? Yeah, okay, I'd love to. Hey Dad, keep flying high. I love ya. G'day Dad. G'day, G'day to my you. old man. G'day Dad. Hey Dad.
1: Hello Dad. Who is in heaven?
0: Hi Dad. Do you want to say hi to your Dad? Hi Dad. Hey Dad.
1: Hello Dad. Hey Dad. Hello Dad. Thanks
0: for everything Dad. Hi Dad. Hello Pop. Happy birthday Dad. Hi Dad. How's it going Dad? Thanks Dad.
1: Hello Papa.
0: Oi, you old bastard. Hey, Dad. Hello, Dad. Uh, I hope you're well. Uh, I, I love you. Hey, Dad. Hey, Dad.
2: Hi, Dad. Where the hell are you?
1: Get Dad.
0: Hey, Dad. You guessed it. The show's all about dads. Good evening, and welcome to father Figures. My name's Victor, and this is my brand new show all about dads. It's just gone 7.30 and you're listening on Sin Nation. Now the show name, Fata Figures, I'm gonna say it's a bit of a shameless dad joke and a silly pun, but I also have you know that Vata, spelt with a V, my show's spelt with an F, but Vater with a V is also German for father. So that's a, another first dad factor off the, off the rank. Anyway, a bit about the show since it's the first episode Basically, it's all about celebrating and discussing fathers. Um, There's over 5 million dads in Australia and more than 100 million globally, so why not? And you bet there's a lot of different types of dads. So each week, I'll be focusing on a dad-centric theme. Uh, There's single dads, dads, stepdads, stay-at-home dads, sperm-donor dads, young dads, old dads, mums becoming dads, gay dads, sugar daddies, adopting dads and uh, some families even have two. So on tonight's show, the theme is centred around IVF, which is interesting and uh, probably increasing in popularity uh, in Australia. And um, I guess it gives people the opportunity to have kids through sperm and egg donors who, for different reasons, are unable to have uh, children. But we'll get to that later on. Um, I'll be speaking to... Two different, very, two different people um, about the topic. One's had a vasectomy after his first two kids and, and then he used IVF to conceive twins, which was 25 years later. And I've also got Carlin coming into the studio. I hope he's going to be on uh, time. But he was born using IVF with a sperm donor dad. So some fashion, f- fascinating discussion later on. Uh, and each week we'll also cover... ...weekly segments like Dad Joke of the Week, Dad Ads, Dadisms... ...and uh, probably my personal favourite, Dad Fashion. Um, You can also check out the show on Facebook and get involved. Just search Figures. So, let's kick it off first with some uh, Dad News. Dad News! Um, There we go. So, firstly in Dad News... um, Some exciting times for footy commentary. Uh, Legendary commentator Dennis Committee is now pairing up with his son, Mark Committee, in the commentary box. Um, I love this story. Um, uh, Dennis Committee has been the benchmark for Australian rules commentary for years, and I think is probably the greatest of all times in terms of AFL commentary. Um, he's now semi-retired and commentating local footy in his hometown, Perth. And his new statsman is his son, Mark Committee. This is a great father-son news. Um, looking at the two, I've seen photos. You, you probably wouldn't uh, pick it. You, I wouldn't say Dennis is a sizeable man, um, especially in, in terms of width. Um, and then you compare it to his son, who spent six years as a pro wrestler in the States and has a 150 keg frame. So it's just a classic seeing them uh, commentate together and even Dennis joined him in the wrestling ring, um, sort of dragged someone from the ring screaming, this is for you, um, in his sort of distinguished voice for his son. So um, that's classic and that's that's first dad news. Um, In some other dad news, a Dublin... Dad-to-be has won 20,000 pounds on a Scratchy. Um, What better timing for the lucky man who's expecting a child later in the year. Uh, He bought his Scratchy on a lunch break at the mall. So a deserving win, um, as he embarks on fatherhood. And in uh, Dad News in Sport, we had a real fairy tale win last weekend from Father Roger Federer in Wimbledon. Very impressive stuff from the 35-year-old. He's now won 19 Grand Slams and won Wimbledon a whopping eight times. Uh, He's clearly the greatest of all times. uh, And he sounds like he keeps wanting to play for that magical 20th title. So it's all pretty good effort for a dad of two sets of identical twins. So um, that's classic. And and I love to hear what he had to say celebrating his win. Um, I took this audio from Beanie Man Sports. Just have a listen to this. (laughs) <laughs> My head's ring, I don't know what, what I did last night, but uh, I drank too many different types of drinks, I guess, um, but uh, after the, the ball, we went to, um, I mean, well, I guess a bar, um, so, and there was about, I don't know, almost 30 to 40 friends over there, so we had a great time, got to bed at 5, and then woke up and just, it was really good. <laughs> the last hour finally seemed somewhat okay again. We so had a good time. Oh, jeez. what a man! And um, I think the babysitter would have had their hands full with two sets of twins out after you went out on the to- town. Good old Roger. Um, that's it for dad news. And um, I think we might throw to our first track of the evening. Um, now, all the music on this show is about dads or by dads. Um, It's quite broad, but um, we can play around with it. The first track's going to be Boney M with Daddy Cool. You're on Father Figures on Sid Nation. Unfortunately, I don't have the rights to podcast the music I play on Sid Nation. I guess that just means you'll need to listen live every Wednesday from 7.30pm for all the wonderful dad tracks. Just stream it at sin.org.au or listen on your digital radio. Listening to Vata Figures on anyway, let's move straight on uh, to this week's theme because we do have a lot to cover on it, um, and it's all about in vitro fertilisation fathers, um, which is IVF, of course. And um, basically, that's an artificial procedure by which an egg and a sperm are conjoined externally in a uh, laboratory. Um, Honestly, I think lots of you might be the same as me, but I had no idea how it worked before the show. Um, And so I think I did some research and I better try and explain it to you all in some layman's terms before we do go into discussion about it. Um, Now, I haven't gone too gruesome on this one, but firstly, uh, the ovaries are stimulated with hormones via injections. Uh, I think women can even do that at home. Then the eggs are collected from the women under general anesthetic uh, with a needle. So don't try and picture that one. Um, the eggs are then fertilized and matured with some male sperm. Basically they're put in contact with the sperm inside an incubator. Um, they can even use techniques, This I found this fascinating, like digital high magnification for sperm selection, which means, yeah, you can, you can choose whether you want to have a female or a male baby, if you're into that. Um, then the fertile eggs are transferred into the woman's uterus through a catheter, lovely, and then the eggs find their way into the womb. Uh, You can even freeze your leftover embryos or sperm for uh, use at a later date. Um, So on paper, fairly simple, but obviously that's best case scenario and at every stage, something can go wrong. I think in 2014, there was 74,000 cycles, IVS cycles in New Zealand and Australia at about 24% success rate. So next, you know, did my research there and I thought, you know, why do people use IVF? Um, I think IVF is used to treat infertility. Um, Obviously, and according uh, to the World Health Organization, that's about 15% of women in their reproductive age Um, and it can also help men with dodgy sperm. But it's now, this is where I think it gets really interesting, becoming more popular to use IVF with surrogacy. Um, And that's basically where women woman agrees to carry a pregnancy for another person or persons so yeah that means same-sex male couples to have children and even more uncommonly single dads can now have children um i was reading that in america a single dad at age 47 uh recently became a father he got someone to carry the baby for him so um and then similarly with the use of sperm donors same-sex women and single mums can have children um what got me with these same-sex couples, uh, like who, uh, chooses the eggs or sperm's going to be used, you know? If you're in a, in a couple with a, with another man, you know, obviously you, you, you know, you want that biological connection with the kid. So, um, I'm not sure how they decide who, you know, who gets to use their sperm, uh, paper, scissors, rock, I'm not sure. Um, yeah, but there's, there's a lot of options out there to have kids now. And, um, I thought, how easy could it be if I wanted to find a surrogate or donating my sperm? So I had had a look online. Um, Soon enough, I found myself on Sperm Donors Australia, uh, the website. And, and basically, this works almost like a dating website. You can post on the website that you're looking for to donate or you're looking for donors. Um, and I read some ads and, and I thought I'd share you with them. This one's pretty good. Hello, ladies. I'm... Keen to help make your family. Father to three great kids I've donated artificially many years ago. Genetics, English Caucasian. Very fit and healthy 40-year-old. Consider myself well-mannered and intelligent. Successful engineer. Happy to talk and see if we click. They're just, you know, there's a long list of them. Another one, hi all. I'm a separated dad of two wonderful kids. I'd like a son through. I'd like a son though. Ethnicity, Caucasian, sexuality straight. Preferred level of contact with the child? Prefer to have contact, but can discuss alternatives. I don't have to be involved in your life, however. Personal description, slim to athletic build, brown hair, blue eyes. Method of contraception? Uh, conception, happy with any, but would prefer natural. I mean, that last one, would prefer natural. I mean, I'm not sure any women are going to be that keen to sort of do the, the natural mating with him, but... Um, there you go there's lots of options and i mean i still think ivf is great i think everyone deserves to have children um and you know the modern society the medical procedures are just going to improve but i'm a little less convinced about sperm donation and surrogates um i think it gives great opportunity for lgqbi folk to have babies i'm just not sure the effect it can have on women who carry babies for other parents the sperm donors and the kids themselves i mean i don't think personally I could ever be a sperm donor, Um, you know, to live with the fact that I have biological kids out there. It would just eat me alive. And of course, you would be told you're giving the gift of life to people who deserve the chance of having a family. But I don't think it would ever sort of leave my mind. Um, But I'm just an outsider looking in. So so let's get to our first uh, person I had a chat with. It's Alistair. I think he's got a great story. He had two sets of kids 25 years apart. It's a long time. That's a quarter century. So at 27 years old, he had his first kid with his first wife and had another one 14 months later. And they both decided two is enough. So he had a vasectomy. Um, In case any of you blokes out there are wondering, the vasectomy blocks the sperm flow from the testicles. So when a man ejaculates, it it doesn't contain sperm. However, um... I did read that there's uh, no change to the volume and appearance of the semen, Um, but (laughs) he did split up with his wife after seven years when his kids were still relatively young, so as a single parent, they brought up their kids. Um, He remarried for about uh, seven years, but that didn't last, and now he's got a new wife who's been together with almost four years, and um, she's 11 years younger than Alistair and wanted to have kids, so he thought... Why not? Um, and because of the vasectomy, they had to use IVF. Um, recorded this one over Skype because he's holidaying with his family in France, so I hope the um, audio is not too shabby, but these are the best bits. And do you think that now, um, this time down the track, there's things you're going to do
2: differently? in terms of being a father? Um, well, that's a good question. Um, I suppose, yes. I mean, you know, the, the things you think about, the regrets you've had about, you know, not giving your kids enough experience or being too harsh with them or um, not being understanding enough. And so, you know, I'd like to, I'd like to be better at all of those things. Again, it's easy to say, it's harder to sometimes you know, just fess up and do it. Um, but yes, I'd like to be better at all of those things.
0: hmm Because you're now uh, fifty three, I think Amy told me. That's correct, yeah. I'm
2: fifty two actually, but oh, fifty two, you know, well, she stitched oh, you up.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, because now if your kids are two almost three, you know, do you ever think that, you know, when they're turning, you know, twenty one you're Yeah, you're... I do. Closer I do. to 70. I do, and
2: I think i yeah, I do. Um, But then again, you know, I see a lot of people out riding their bikes up hills and, and running marathons when they're 70. So I think I can, I can, um, you know, I can be, I can be like that too. Like, that's the one thing I think kids, having kids later in life does keep you young, and um, partly because you have to stay, you know, relatively fit and healthy to manage them. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, Well, I hope when, you know, they're in their 20s, I'll still be able to kick a football about with them and, you know, keep up with them. Um, Time will tell, of course, but um, I'm going to do my best to look after myself such that they'll, um, you know, they will enjoy their father when they're... I'll still be around when they're they're 20.
0: Was it a mutual decision with your wife, do you think, to have the kids? To To have the, the... Well,
2: yeah, yeah, it was, it was... I mean when you go through um i v f uh, it's a yeah, very expensive and quite a f- kind of fraught procedure of you know injections and um well, all sorts of sort of invasive stuff that needs to go on so yeah it wasn't it was a mutual decision in our case yeah mm-hmm. i mean for some couples it's not yeah you know, i'm bam and you know you're pregnant but um if you have i v f it's uh, it's very different
0: yeah yeah of course i am. and Um, You had a vasectomy, yeah, so you weren't planning on having any kids until you met your new wife, is that?
2: No, I wasn't. I I think I had my vasectomy when I was, after I'd had my first two and sort of agreed with my my first wife, we didn't want any more. and So um, had it done then, um, certainly wasn't thinking that, you know, I would uh, A, have any other wives or, or B, ever have the desire to have any more kids, but, you know, 30 years can change things.
0: There's there any um, sort of stigma between um, IVF, really, you know? Do you think? No, that- not really. I
2: think a lot, a, lot of people, um, a lot more people are doing it these days. You know, the, the whole IVF, it is an industry. There are a few practices that do it that make a lot of money. I don't think they do it. They're effective, but I don't think they're particularly caring about the patient. Um but now I, I don't think there's a there's a massive stigma these days about you know where your babies have come from. you know it's not like it's stamped on their forehead um you know we've got beautiful twins, I think we've probably got twins because of i v f although it was in Tash's family, but you know you do tend to get um twos and threes in in i v f but no i don't i don't I really don't think it's a stigma if you want kids and you can't have them but i v f can help you I think that's a great thing
0: you think you've learnt anything from your own dad I'm not
2: sure. in from my own dad
0: yeah in terms of your their About... fatherhood
2: um I think you end up growing up very much like your parents even though most people would hate to admit it um you know the older you get the probably the more alike you are um and my father passed a couple of years ago and I you know I had a lot of respect for him um and I think, you know, as I get older, I, I identify more and more with who he is and what he, what he did, and you know how similar I am to him. Um, you know, and not all of it was good, but um, you know, he was a, he was generally a good man. And uh, uh, you know, there are things though he did, which I catch myself doing and wish I didn't. But you know, at least I, at least I know that um, you know uh, that I could be doing better, and do try. And he did, I'm sure. But you know, it's it's a difficult it's a difficult thing to uh, get into because you it's a very difficult conversation to have with your father. You know, did I do well? Could I have done better? All that sort of stuff. I think I might have had that conversation with Amy, but um, um, you know, it's funny when your kids grow up and you do talk to them as adults, um, and you realise that oh actually, there were things going on in your life that did affect their upbringing. Um, and, uh, you know, I think I, I could certainly could have done better with my first two. And I, I, I joke with them saying, well, you know, I, I uh, first two are a trial run, you know, I'm trying to get it right this time. So. <laughs> and
0: any more kids on the horizon for you? No, no, I think,
2: <laughs> I think that's it. We've been, uh. Grappling all sorts of issues today, um, everything from um, you know toilet training uh, when we're out and about in restaurants, through to you know dealing with uh, you know trying to stop them having too much sugar, through to trying to get them to eat sensibly and, and not make a, an embarrassment of themselves in restaurants. You know, it's like two is is just about manageable. Any more, God, you know, any more of close age, I've, I don't know how we'd cope.
0: Hi, Simon.
2: (laughs) Hi, Simon here, Vic's Dad. You're listening to uh, Figures on Sin Nation.
0: Unfortunately, I don't have the right to podcast the music I play on Sin Nation. I guess that just means you'll need to listen live every Wednesday from 7.30pm for all the wonderful dad tracks. Just stream it at sin.org.au or listen on your digital radio. That was Madonna. With Papa Don't Preach and you're on Father Figures, Fata Figures, sorry, on Sin Nation. And um I think that interview before really showed a limelight on a really positive IVF dad story. Um Carlin's
1: now in the studio. Hi. So welcome Carlin. How are you? Thank you very much. I'm really well tonight. How are you? Yeah, good to thank you. I re- um, really loved that interview with that with that father. he's a yeah, real, yeah, real real, real cool
0: it? guy, father at fifty two, was it? Fifty yeah, fifty-two. I actually said in the interview he was fifty three, but yes, he's fifty two. Amazing. So, yeah. Really, yeah, interesting story. Um, you've now got a, also a sort of fascinating story regarding IVF. You were conceived uh, using IVF, but you had a sperm donor dad, is that...? A uh, sperm donor father, yeah. Yep. I believe so, yeah. Wow. So, um
1: bit of background, uh, you've got two parents then? Yeah, so my mum and my dad. Yep. And, and uh, I've got a brother as well who was also IVF. Also a sperm donor dad as well? Yeah. So S- the Same donor as well, I'll say that. Okay, really? Wow.
0: Yeah. Um, so when did you uh, find out that you had a sperm donor,
1: Dad? Um, I've kind of never not known, I guess. I mean, I guess it was the first time that I was told, but I assume that it was, you know, well early enough that I've kind of just, I've just grown up, knowing that I've been IVF my whole life. Really? Yeah. So it's, yeah, just always been a, just a, a point that I've known, I guess, sort of grown up with it, sort of came from, to from accept. Day
0: from day dot? From day dot, yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, because I was reading, um, I, someone did a talk for a rationalist society, Michael Linden. He was a sperm donor back in 1970, 1977. Um, wow. I think he was successful five times, but he said the couples that he donated to were counselled to never
1: tell their kids they were conceived. Really? That's, yeah.
0: Um,
1: yeah, that's really strange because... Um, it, yeah, that kind of just doesn't add up in my mind. You know, I've I've come to sort of a very rational conclusion, I guess. And I think I have a lot more uh, sort of admiration for my parents, I guess, in, in telling me and sort of bringing me up to be really sympathetic to people who are unable to conceive themselves. You know, so I've come up sort of being like, wow, well, look, if you can't conceive, this is a really amazing way. And it sort of doesn't detract from your ability to parent. So I've kind of got this really great sympathy, I feel, for, yeah, people who can't conceive themselves.
0: Yep. And when, uh, was it, did your mum still conceive you, just not your dad? Or yeah, was it
1: yeah, yeah. So I was still, um, I mean, I wasn't a natural birth, I was a cesarean section, but that's another story. But yeah, I was um, sort of incubated. What's the...
0: Yeah, yeah. I did, I, I gave in, the listeners a little my, bit of a
1: rundown, yeah. In my mother's gestation. I was still gestated in my mother's uterus. Yeah. Okay,
0: fair enough. And um so you've have you ever met your
1: biological dad? No, absolutely no idea who it is. Um I've been told spurious facts here and there about possible um aspects of uh his life. Um and sort of recently um my younger brother and myself, I won't talk too much about my brother's intentions, but I can only sort of speak of mine, Um, in possibly wanting to know potentially who it is, but not because I care who it is, but more for a biological background sort of perspective, like what my lineage possibly is, where my background from that side of the family is from, genetic problems, that sort of thing. That's sort of the only reason why I would kind of... um, have any inkling to find out who it was otherwise. No need to meet. Yep, and
0: and you've sort of with your, um, well I guess you wouldn't call him your, your stepdad, but your dad, um, you've, yeah. you've never had, uh, you know, when you found out, did you see him in a
1: different light or? No, absolutely never. Um, dad, 100%. I don't know, it's not a lot else to say about that point other than, yeah, 100% um, dad in every single regard regard. and um yeah again sort of uh more respect for him if anything for just being a dad
0: yeah awesome awesome yeah we love our dads on this show absolutely Um, fighter fighter figures indeed yeah exactly so if if you did um ever track down your um biological dad do you think you'd you know ever you know want to meet him and, and start a relationship with him or you think it's sort of out of bounds you know too far gone
1: um almost too far gone I would say almost too far gone you know um I'm in my adult years now and there's sort of no need to have him in my life whatsoever you know um again look if it came to pass and if certain things um happened you know I could shake his hand and be like thank you, and then get a little bit of info from him, give him a high five, pat on the back, whatever, and off he went into the distance, and I would be probably exactly the same. Yeah, okay. I don't, I don't think anything would change, really.
0: Yeah, okay, interesting. Um, and so, you know, you were saying, do you think you will plan to to look for him, And you know, even if it's just for sort of a research sort of point, and, you know, have you made
1: plans or...? Um, every now and again... I'll bring it up with my uh brother. Is it
0: something that you talk about with your your parents as well or is it strictly between you and
1: your brother? It's it's uh only ever really been strictly between me and my brother cuz I mean it only really affects us ultimately and you know we're both adults at this point and um yeah it it I mean like I look I probably would tell my parents if I was going to do it see how they felt about it um and sort of rationalise things that way. But that's just how I am with my parents. I just tell them everything that's going on and try and rationalise it with them. But yeah, it only affects me and my brother. So, I mean, if we were to embark on it, probably just the two of us.
0: Yeah, and so, um, and how do you think your parents would react if you were, you know, to come to them and say that you were gonna look for your biological father?
1: Um, they're rational people. I'm sure they would think about it very rationally and be like, okay, well, You've reasoned this out. You've got your reasons. I don't think that they could turn around and be like, "This isn't your place to do this," because very much is. Um, so no, they'd, they'd be fine about it. They'd be rational. I'm sure they'd be supportive in some way. But I imagine I'd be mostly on my own. Yeah, I, and me and my brother.
0: Yeah, yeah. And do you think your brother's more keen to look or? Um, you can't.
1: Yeah. He he was the one to bring it up yep. to me. I'll say that. Um, I have never been interested. I never really even thought about it. It was never on the cards until my younger brother sort of presented it to me one time. We were driving around together and he was like, don't you ever wonder? Don't you ever think about these things? It was like, N- no, yeah. L- literally not right until this moment. Have I ever considered it even? Yeah. Well, wow. it's just That's- never been on my mind. Never thought about it two ways, but, um, when he was like, "Wouldn't you kind of like to know your genetic background?" And I'm, I'm not old, but I'm not young, so, sort of getting there. And I'm like, "Look, if I do have any medical conditions, possibly on the horizon that are genetic and I don't know about, I would kind of like to know what they are. Yeah. And sort of know what I can expect.
0: Is there? Do you, I don't? You might not know, but is there some sort of a you know, system where it works, where uh, your mother would have been sort of told all the details about her donor.
1: Or uh, so, what I vaguely understand, and again, not super clear on this, so I could be wrong. But I feel like my parents were possibly presented with a choice and picked somebody that they liked and they thought was a really nice person or had some great attributes and um so i know like little things that i have trickled out little little details here and there of my uh biological uh father i guess it's a weird thing to say actually i don't think i've ever (laughs) said that before yeah um but um so they do know details. They know who he was and sort of what he did and those sort of attributes, but um so yeah, I don't know if they met him or not, maybe, but um yeah, so I don't I don't really know anything.
0: Yeah, so I was, I was saying earlier on the show you can jump online and there's sort of uh, almost uh website, uh, dating website sort of stuff where you can sort of go through people posts saying looking for donors, wow. well, yeah, wanting to give a donor and they sort of give a bit of background. But, um, I, I guess it's just a constantly evolving, uh, sort of, sort of system.
1: Yeah. To keep up. Well, I mean, you know, when my parents did it, it was really early days. Um, you know, what 20, I think they started probably 26, 27 years ago, you know, I'm 23 and I think they tried for a little while, um, unsuccessfully before. Um, I was uh, conceived. Um, so they were sort of, that was really early days, like early 90s sort of stuff when it was, I think early, late late 80s, mid-late 80s, they sort of started, you know, Monash University, I think it was, really got the ball rolling. I think they were some of the really early pioneers of IVF work. So, you know, when my parents did it, it was really early days, really sort of uh, cloudy, hard going, very expensive as well yeah back in those days so it's it's good to know that it's sort of come to such a reasonable like you said dating website is sort of yeah. you know that's fantastic you know the the clearer and easier and sort of yeah the more easy going it is for people it's fantastic because then it's sort of a little less like you said before it's weird that, that people were counseled on not yeah. telling their children that seems really foreign to me and for it to have come to such a position now where it is so easy going means that it's a lot easier to talk about, more accepted. Not that I think it was ever not accepted, but it's just easier to talk about.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so there's just no chance you would have always, I mean, looking back on it, if you hadn't, uh, you know, found out, do you think you would have known or is there lots of striking
1: uh, visual
0: sort of... Do you look similar to...
1: I, I look, I look, I'm told I look a lot like my mother's side of the family. Yep. So I probably would have always gotten that comparison. I think, um, I don't think I would have ever found out if my parents had never told me, I don't think I would have ever found out. You know, my, uh, my dad's parents don't actually know wow. that we're IVF. They never, um, were told. So that's a, I don't know why that is. Um, but, um, yeah, so look, there are people that don't know. I don't know how many people don't know. I don't know how many people do know, but I'm glad that I do know. But yeah, never, never would have found out. I don't think.
0: Yeah. And do you think, you know, when you're sort of, you know, maybe telling a new friend or anything, there's any sort of, you know, stigma behind being
1: IVF or? No, not even slightly. Um, I find, uh, it's not. It's, it's like one of those things, you know, there are lots of stuff in my life that there's just no point in bringing up until it's an actual point to bring up. But then, you know, that's who I am. So it's really not, uh, it's not like I'm not going to tell people. But I do find sometimes um, you tell people these things and they sort of tiptoe around certain subjects around you for a little bit until they're like, no, look, he's fine. Yeah. There's cool. no reason.
0: Cool. And is there anything you'd change about the, how the system works or anything like like that? Um, I guess, you know, maybe if, you know, uh, the IVF kid um, can have access to finding their biological dad if, the, you know, the dad agrees or
1: you're happy how... It- um, yeah, so look, the, the way that I understand it is that there are certain uh, registries. I think there are two different registries you can sign up to, one paid and one not paid, to embark on finding your biological father, your sperm donor, to look through records if, you know, you so wish. Um, But, so that's nice to know. Look, if there are people out there that really want to embark on that quest, it's nice to know that there is um, the ability to do that. And I hope people never do that in spite, I feel. I feel that's a really strong point that nobody ever lashes out against their parents that raise them. And in spite, it's like, no, I'm going to go find my biological father and blah, 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 because I that just doesn't add up. That just doesn't work for me. Um And it, no, it's just nice to know the system is getting to a point now where it's super easy and super, yeah, super, super duper easy. You know, I, I have a uh, friend whose parents also used sort of IVF to conceive in the last, space last ten years, I think, or so, and it was just, you know, easy and a lot less expensive and it's just yeah. Like I said in the very beginning, um it's just nice that there is this really strong ability for um people who don't have the ability to conceive to be able to uh bring people into this world.
0: Yeah, awesome. And so does that mean you'd ever consider being a sperm donor yourself?
1: A hundred percent. I there is no question in my mind that I will be a sperm donor at some point and that, you know, I would consider, uh, I mean, I, you know, if it, if it comes to it and I need to do IVF to have children at some point, sure. I'd probably look at adoption first, but I feel that's another sort of yep. case, but you know, that's also very an astute point, but yeah, being a sperm donor would be very important to me.
0: Really? That's, that's fascinating. Cause I always think that, you know, I said it earlier on the show for me personally, um, I would sort of, it would always be on my mind knowing that I've, you know, got some, you know, kids out there of my own that I don't know, um, you know, that wouldn't, you know, I guess you've had a positive story, so you wouldn't sort of, you, I guess it's hard to tell at this stage, but yeah. that
1: wouldn't. No, it doesn't, no, it. it look, if I can give um, life to people who wouldn't be alive otherwise, if I can give hope to parents that don't have hope otherwise, if I could you know, be a positive factor in that way, you know, I wouldn't be here without it. So I can't, yep. you know, I it's, uh, it's just really important to me, I think, to be able to give that opportunity and hope to people who don't have it otherwise.
0: Yeah, perfect. Well, I think you've got a fascinating story, really positive story, really inspirational. Um, Thank you. Definitely, uh, in terms of sperm donating and stuff, you're much more um, sort of, yeah, I guess inspirational is the word for that because... You know, it's not something that I personally would consider, but, um... No,
1: each to their own.
0: Yeah, no, I I guess I haven't had the sort of, uh, you know, the whole background uh, as you've had, so I guess that's obviously shaped the way you think about it, and and it's definitely, I'm sure it's changed other people's, um, views tonight, and it's changed mine, so I'm really, really happy to have had you on.
1: No, fantastic. No, I'm, I'm glad. I like to spread positivity in that way. Yeah, no, that's great, um...
0: Do you want to, you can we'll get, throw to a song, but do you want to stick around for the rest of
1: the show or? Um, I got a jet, but um, it's been an absolute pleasure to be on, Vic. Thank oh, you, very, thanks thank you so very much for
0: coming in, Carlin. So um, that's a great story, and, and I'm glad you guys all got to hear it tonight. You're on Father Figures on Sid Nation, and we've got Johnny Cash with a boy named Sue. Unfortunately, I don't have the rights to podcast the music I play on Sid Nation. I guess that just means you'll need to listen live every Wednesday from 7.30pm for all the wonderful dad tracks. Just stream it at sin.org.au or listen on your digital radio. And you're back on Father Figures on Sin Nation. it's been a fascinating theme this week. I've certainly learned a lot uh, doing a bit of research and then obviously having Carlin in before was just uh, incredible um, sort of perspective on the whole IVF and, and, you know, who your dad is, is it, you know, who creates you or, you know, who brings you up. So um, it's good to, you know, to have an interesting theme like that for the first week, Um I asked him if he wanted to stick around um, and he didn't and I don't know why because uh, the final uh, sort of end to the show is is some of my favourites, Dad Joke of the Week, Dadism um, and Dad Fashion um, to look out for on the streets. So um, I ask every dad I interview, um, I ask them the hard-hitting questions um, about uh, these topics. So um, I asked Alistair, uh, who we heard from earlier, um, about his favourite dad joke. He didn't have one, which was sort of, oh my, you know, what, you know, wow. Um, and he couldn't even pinpoint a dadism, um, although he assured me that there were probably heaps. Um, however, he did come up with some gold regarding uh, dad fashion. So I'll I'll let you um, hear that. I'm also doing a bit of dad fashion, something that, you know, you wear that's kind of... You know, like dad fashion, something that you wear that's sort of strictly that, that <laughs> Taboo. yeah.
2: Um, I probably wear two short shorts, um, <laughs> just find them very comfortable. I've got quite big legs, and probably they probably don't look great on me, but I like wearing them, so that's probably one thing. Yep, um,
0: <laughs> I'll uh, bring you my favorites, um, for the week in terms of uh. These segments. So, um, did you know that my uh, grandfather has the um, heart of a lion? Yeah, he's also got a lifetime ban at the zoo. Uh, In terms of dadism, I'm going to steal this one from my own dad. It's um, something I I know that he says a lot when he's carked it out on the couch, and that's, uh, I'm not sleeping. I'm just resting my eyes. Um, And... In this week's dad fashion, I think the short shorts are a classic, and I'm going to take it one further, and that's dad's summer kits. The short shorts with a polo tucked in, I think this looks even better for slightly uh overweight dads, especially patrolling the beach with a visor and sandals. A bit like the show's logo that was made by the wonderful James Coomans, so keep rocking those shorts. Shorts nice and high, dads. And um, I guess that wraps us up for week one. A few little technical glitches through the middle, um, but we'll get them sorted for next week. You can check out the podcast of the show at sin.org.au. Just search fata figures or search fata figures on Facebook. You can, you know, let me know what you thought about the whole IVF discussion. Um, but what a great episode! Thanks again to Alistair and Carlin, who each shared some. Insightful and and you know inspirational sort of stories. I'll be back next week with the same segments but a different theme. At this stage, I'm not 100% sure what that'll be yet, but I'll let you all know on Facebook during the week. Um, and you know, you can get me in touch with me on Facebook if you know a good dad tale that needs to be told. Thanks again. Um, next Wednesday night at 7:30 p.m. on Father Figures, I'll be catching you. Um, I'm going to leave you with Rolling Stones under the boardwalk Um, and that's just because Mick Jagger had his eighth kid last year with his fifth partner at the ripe age of 72 so he's an inspirational dad. Classic song. Enjoy.